Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. All right, so make sure you get your sermon notes, and here's the deal. I was going to have somebody else speak today, and and I, and I and then on actually Thanksgiving morning, early Thanksgiving morning, I was praying, and I felt like God gave me two words, and it was very clear, it was very specific, very clear, and, and I was just getting ready to text the person that I was wanting to have teach this morning to give y'all a break from me, and... And I felt like this hesitation of, no, don't text them. And it got these two words and this, this download of what I want to talk to you about today. And I felt like it was time to talk about transition. And the two words were really simple. The two words were transition and transformation. And you say, oh, that's kind of cheesy or that's kind of whatever. But he started like impressing me with some stuff and it's still happening. It's still like fresh. And so I tried to put together notes um, but, and then I put together like, you know, the whole Bible and I had to cut it down and because there's so much. So I want to just speak a couple things before we get into this, before we see this, because I don't know, I, I'm not trying to start a new sermon series, but I'm trying to be responsible with what I feel like the preceding word of God is. Um, because you're disciples of Christ. I speak to you as disciples of Christ. I speak to people. I always, I always speak to people. I speak to you and preach to you from the perspective of you are responsible with your faith. And you're a disciple of Christ. And you want to learn. And you want to grow. I never, I never want different pockets of people who are walking in laziness spiritually to influence how I preach. I want to preach to a hungry people. I want to preach to a ready people. I want to preach to people who want to be responsible with the Word of God, who take the Word of God very serious. And I believe you do. I believe you do. Because when you do, you open yourself up. You open yourself up to, to fresh words from God that you got to walk out and, and receive. And so I want to talk to you about transition and transformation and I know it's coming to the end of the year, and I get it, and I hate, I, I struggle with doing sermons in certain seasons when everybody else is, like Thanksgiving. I hate teaching on Thanksgiving during Thanksgiving. Drives me nuts. And then many times, just to humble me, God says, teach on Thanksgiving. Just to humble me. And so this is coming into, like, we have seasons of transition, in, you know, going from the end of the year to the new year, and I get all that. So I almost don't even like, I don't even want to teach on transition. But I sense for some of you that there is a transition. And I don't even know why I'm emotional about it, just maybe because I'm a drama queen. But I do sense this, there's transition. And there's some of you that are sitting here now, don't, don't go in fear. I'm going to speak really responsible, and you need to hear this with a responsible faith. That there's some of you here that in your family, you are going to have transitions. Now, there are godly transitions and ungodly transitions. There are transitions that, that God wants to bring in a person's life and, and transformations that God wants to bring in somebody's life, and then there's some that the enemy wants to bring in your life. 
And the enemy will promise you a transition. He'll, he'll agree with your flesh and the selfishness of your flesh and the lack that's in your flesh. And he'll promise you a transition. He'll promise you freedom that only leads you to bondage. He'll promise you joy, but only leads you into pain. And every transition the enemy has for you, the promise will be freedom, but the end will be prison. The promise will be joy and love and happiness. Don't you want to be happy? He'll promise you all that, but you'll end up more unhappy than you've ever been. You don't want to come into agreement with the enemy's transition with, with darkness and stuff like that. You want to follow the Lord. And I believe some of you are going to have transitions and you need to be prepared for it. You need to be ready for it. You need to realize that there are there is a there's times of transitions and transformation, which I'll unpack that hopefully here in a minute. But I feel like some of you, there's a transition happening. And I don't know who it's for. So don't come to me after us. Pastor, are you thinking about me? No, I'm not thinking about you. But some of you are going to face transitions of loved ones going home. Don't take fear. Don't take fear. If you just had a birthday and you just you know, like turned uh, you know, an older age than you really are comfortable with, don't be like, oh my gosh, you're talking about me. Don't take fear. Because for a believer, de- for a believer, death is simply a departure. Death is simply a transition. That's all it is. It's transition. Some of you, there's going to be transitions in your workplace. And some of you, the transition is going to be an opportunity, but if you're not looking and you're not ready and you don't have ears to hear and a heart to obey, you will miss your time. Just like Jesus said to, the, to Jerusalem and the people of Jerusalem, he said he was weeping over Jerusalem and he said this, he said, you missed your time of visitation. You will miss your time of visitation from the Lord that will author, authorize and initiate a transition and a transformation in your life if you don't have ears to hear and you don't have eyes to see. There's transition happening. Some of you may be like, finally, he gave me freedom to leave this church. Some of, you have, some of you might be transitioning out of here. That could be the will of the Lord. And some of you have just transitioned to here, and you're like, I don't really like this place. It's different from my last church. I'm just telling you there's transitions. I think there's transitions with money. I think there's inheritance or different un, unknown money that is going to come to some people. And, and many of you might say, amen. I really do think there's transitions of money. There's transitions of power that's coming. There's transition of position. And there's some people that as you transition, they're not going to go with you. They're not going to be able to make the transition. The godly transition. If somebody's making an ungodly transition, don't go with them. I just think there's transition that's coming. And we need to be scripture-fed, spirit-led, all those realities we talked about so that you can be positioned for transition and transformation. So let's jump into this. Father, help us in Jesus' name 
to hear what you are saying. To prepare our hearts, our lives, and our families to walk in step with what you're doing. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. So the first few things I want to tell you is stuff that um, my, my spiritual father, Rick Clendenin, shared with me. And I felt just this a remembrance of some of these things rise to me as I was praying about this. So in times of transition, the first thing I want you to realize is alignment always precedes anointing. And above the word alignment, uh, above the word alignment, also write the word agreement. Alignment and agreement, because alignment is really agreement, and agreement is really alignment. You say, what does that look like? Obedience. Obedience. You can agree mentally and disagree through your actions, and then and that means you're not in obedience. The full fruit of obedience is action, not mental, you know, thoughts. And so anointing is a supernatural empowerment. It's Christ. Christos is the Greek word. It's Christ, the anointed one who carries with him an anointing, an empowerment. So the, he, he is the anointed one and his Wi-Fi, the password to his Wi-Fi is anointed. And, if, and he is the anointed one who carries with him an anointing. And an anointing is just a big biblical word that means set apart and empowered for a purpose. And God has set you apart and is setting you apart and will continue to set you apart and empower you for the purpose he has for your life. He will not empower your purpose. He will only empower his. The second thing I want you to see is balance always precedes forward progress. That's true in the natural. It's true in the spiritual. If I was just sitting down and, and to get up, and a matter of fact, you get a little bit older, you know what happens? You get up, take, you just take a few minutes, you just like check yourself before you take a step. Some of y'all young people don't know what I'm talking about yet. But you just like, ugh, a little grunt, praise the Lord. And you just like check yourself and then you start walking, you know. So you have to have balance before you can have sustainable forward progress. Balance is key. If you run, 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 you're going to get out of balance. And running too fast, getting out of balance, causing you to fall forward, or going too slow, causing you to fall backward, either one's a fall. So balance always precedes forward progress. The third thing I want you to see is God will connect you with people and also reconnect you with people to help bring you into the next level. He'll connect you with people who are operating in a promise or operating in a gift or operating in a grace, operating in a reality of the kingdom at a higher level than you're operating at. And kind of like a tuning fork to a tuning fork, the vibrations of God's work in your life and your obedience and your faith, walking with God at a certain dimension and maturity in your life, when God will bring somebody around you who's operating at a higher level to cause that to start moving in you and rising up in you. Now, everything you have comes from Christ. It doesn't come from people, but got from Christ through people is how it comes. And he will bring people into your life that are operating on a level that you are about to operate on. If you recognize the time of transition. We go from faith to faith. We go from faith to faith. We go from glory to glory. We go from love to perfect love or mature love. 
We go from walking in grace to being strong in grace. There's all different, different levels or layers of maturity in the kingdom that we need to grow in, that we need to, to walk in. There's level of, of provision. There's levels of all kinds of levels. And so God will, if you're at one level of faith and you're about to go to another level of faith, He'll bring people around you who are operating on that next level of faith to challenge you and to be an example to you. So He always uses people to, to bring new connection into your life. Not to serve your purpose or my purpose, but to serve His. And that's transition. And so in order for this to happen, it, you must know the difference between these two things. And A is chronos time. Chronos time. And I might not be pronouncing that right, but y'all, y'all pick up on what I'm putting down. Chronos time is a sequence or a succession of moments, and it describes time in terms of quantity. It's, it's chronological time. It's horizontal time. Rick sat me down and taught me that if I'm going to walk in everything that God has for me, I have to understand chronos time and, and the chronological time and the way that, that I took from him is, is the simple way to say that in the blank on your page underneath A is calendar time. Think of chronos time as calendar time. It's, you, you can say it's, it's, a, it's just a horizontal line. It's calendar time. Chronological time is chronos time. It's natural time, natural seasons. Every year, every year after winter comes what? Spring. Every year after summer comes what? Always going to happen. Sun's going to rise, sun's going to set. It's always going to happen. Chronological time, chronos time, natural time. It's calendar time. And Jesus said this in John 14, 9. I have it there in your notes. Jesus answered, Do, uh, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? That's chronos. You ever felt like, I mean, Jesus felt this way like, dude. You don't even know me, and I've been with you this whole time? You know, and some, some, some seasons of time feel longer than others. And Jesus, that, that reference to time is chronos time, chronological time. I've been with you this whole time. And then look in your Bible to Acts chapter 1. I want you to see this scripture. Look in your Bible to Acts chapter 1. I probably should have told you to turn there first to save a little bit of time. But Acts chapter 1, I want you to see this verse. Because this will actually have this chronos time plus the next time I want to talk to you about. Acts chapter 1. I um, love hearing those Bible pages turn. Um, let's start in verse 6. This is Jesus, the resurrected Jesus, talking to the disciples. And he says, therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time, Kronos, will you at this time, Kronos, restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times, Kronos, or seasons, Kairos, which I'll talk about in a minute, which the Father has put in his own hand. So, so the chronos, he says, it's not for you to focus on the time that the end. So everyone, everyone likes talking about end time stuff. And let me just go ahead and solve it for you. We are in the end times. Now more than we were yesterday. 
And it's, a, it's, it's interesting to get into these end time stuff and look at all the stuff. And it's interesting, but here's the conclusion. Jesus could come back now. And if you're not ready, you better get ready. Because when he's coming, I'm going. You might be staying. I'm going. And Jesus is telling his disciples, don't be distracted by trying to figure out when the end time is coming. You should always live as if it's now. Always live as if it's now. And, and so he's, he's speaking both of these words. And the, 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 the second word, if you look down at B underneath number four, you look down at B, it says keros time, which is an opportune or an appointed time, a favorable moment. And it describes time in terms of quality. And so what Rick used to show me is he's, he'd make a cross. He said, this, this is, is uh, chronos time, horizontal time. It just keeps going and going and going. And there might be changes that happen in chronos time, but the changes keep going in the same direction. And a change in chronos time is just an event. It's just, it just keeps going this way. But then there's transformation because what ends up happening is there's chaos time. It's heaven invading earth. It's a moment of, of divine, divine movement and divine promise. And it's, it's, a, it's a heavenly quality given to an earthly quantity. And there's times where heaven invades earth, where, where God speaks and God moves. So, so I like to call this time, and the blank you can put on your notes, I like to call this time not calendar time, but kingdom time. Living with a kingdom, a sense of what is the king doing? What is the king doing? What is the spirit doing? Jesus saw what his father was, was doing. He heard what his father was saying. We need to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. We need to recognize the times because there's windows and there's opportunities where, where heaven is coming down and here's this right time, this right opportunity, not by my discernment, but by the discernment of the Holy Spirit. See, there's times where we can read and put two and two together and try to have some discernment thing. Now's the time. It's almost instinctive. Now's the time. And some of you can do that in the natural, but you have to be able to do that in the supernatural. Recognizing, and what what will happen is, in, in the middle of a drought, God can bring rain. In the middle of an economy going crazy, God can bring provision. In the middle of what everybody's doing or what everybody's saying, God can say something else. And that's why we have to understand if we want to live and take the most of the transitions that God brings into our life and really learn to go to the next level, we have to, in our chronos, we have to learn to be sensitive to the chaos. And Jesus said this um, in John 7, 8. He said, my time has not fully come. They were wanting him to do something, but he said, it's not my time. It's not my chaos. You've got to know by walking in the spirit of the Lord, you've got to know when it's time for you to do this or when it's time for you to do that. There's some people who were, who were thought they were going on the Mexico trip and God came in a chaos time and said, no, you're not supposed to go. Now, in their time, they wanted to go. But in God's time, it's not time. You've got to understand the timing of the Lord. Not just the timing where you feel comfortable or you feel froggy. But the timing of the Lord. Well, you don't know the timing of the Lord if you don't know the Lord. 
You can have principles and have knowledge about the Bible and you can quote this and quote that and you can know the Greek word chronos and the Greek word kairos and you can know a bunch of different things about your Bible. You can quote this verse or quote that verse. You can go to church. You can serve in church. But none of that takes the place of the knowledge of God and knowing him personally because through the chronos as we have these kairos moments, it's all relational. It's not just to do more or God do more through us. It's the process of knowing him more. And the relationship of knowing him more, it's not just, oh, God, bless me and let me do something, do something great through my life. It's, God, I want to know you more as your greatness comes through my life. It's relational. It's doing it with him. Him doing it through you. And you partnering with him. So it always comes out to have a greater knowledge of him. And there's sometimes that you know God more intimately going through seasons of suffering or going through seasons of persecution, or whatever. But he always leads you to victory. He always leads you to the other side. He always brings you up. He's never bringing you down. He's always bringing you through it and bringing you up to another level. That's his desire. And you know what sin does? Sin keeps you at the level you're on too long, or sin demotes you to the uh, the previous level you should have already been off of. That's what sin does. And so if we want to be a people that, that walk in this, we have to realize um, uh, you know, the timing of the Lord. And the great scripture, since we're in the book of Acts, look over to Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Some of y'all flipping Bible pages, you're over in Exodus, but you look saved. <laughs> Acts 3, 19. This is a powerful verse. He's, I don't have time to explain the context, but he says, Repent, therefore, me. Change the way you think. Therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so that times, kairos, kingdom times, and notice this plural, so that times, of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. Every chaos thing is filled with his presence. And when his presence is operating in your life, it's relational. You come to a higher level of relationship. A fellowship is a better way to say it. And the Lord begins to move in your life. And you could do, God could change the world through your life. He could end world hunger and do all kinds of, I mean, put so much money through you, put so much miracles through you, put salvation through you, save a whole nation through you. And at the end of the day, what you did will not matter nearly as much as who you did it with. He's good. Times, times, chaos, kingdom, times, multiple times. And I'm telling you, you're coming into a time. I'm telling you right now, the Lord is preparing a time. You are either in a transition, coming into a transition, or just left one. 
And there is a Kairos time that God is preparing to take you to another level, an acceleration, an advancement that will demand to whom much is given, much is required. You want an advancement? There's an increase in responsibility. If you've not been faithful with you, listen to me, if you've not been faithful with the few, then you need to stop crying out for advancement. And what you need to cry out for is obedience. Because if you've not been faithful in the few, he's not making you ruler over many. Oh, my Lord. I'm telling you, there's advancement coming. I'm telling you, there's opportunities coming. And I don't want Jesus looking at your life and weeping, saying, you missed the time of your visitation. Because we were distracted, because we were, this will be fun for everybody, because we were comfortable. This will be really fun for everybody, because our political party finally won something. And things are back to normal. There is no normal. There's chaos and chaos and chaos and chaos, faith to faith to faith, glory to glory to glory. Don't get lulled into comfort or preference because God's purpose is bigger and greater than your preference. Okay, turn the notes over. Transformation. Transformation is different than transition. Transformation equals maturity. Transformation, transformation is, and there's lots of words in the Bible, we, lots of verses we go to. The most one you need to know the most is Romans 12, 2. Now listen, if you don't know Romans 12, 2, like you can't right now halfway quote that in your mind. If when I say Romans 12, 2, and you cannot halfway quote that verse in your mind right now, without looking at it, without cheating, it's not that you're not saved but you are really weak biblically. I'm not saying that to get you mad. I'm not saying that to whatever. I know you could just go Google and go Google it. But if you don't, that's a verse that if you don't know that verse, then you are lacking right now. God's not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I'm just telling you, you're lacking. So you need to get this verse in your heart. You need to understand this word about transformation, metamorphosis, because it's all about spiritual maturity, and it's changing the way you think. You don't want to be conformed to the world. You want to be transformed by renewing your mind, by changing the way you think. And that's a change from the inside out. And it's maturity. It's you maturing. See, think about it this way. Chronological time is just, it's, it's you, you going through time. It's just you going through time. Maturity is you coming up as you go through time. So transformation is something that happens in you. Chronolo- chronological time is just the, where you're at. But who you are, I mean, wh- where you are does not tell you who you are. And some people want God to change their circumstances. The cry out for God to change their circumstances. But people who want transformation say, God, change me. Change me.
So transformation is maturity. Transition, however, is movement. It's movement down the line. It's movement down the line. It's one event to another event to another event to another. It's movement down the line. So when movement and maturity connect, that's kairos and chronos meeting together. And now you have maturity, that's kingdom maturity connected to kingdom direction and certain moments that bring you to new levels. That you know, see the Red Sea parting, that's a, that's a chronos moment and a kairos moment at the same time. The Red Sea's parting and the sea closes behind them. We're not going back that way anymore. And there's moments that God has freed you from stuff. There's moments where God has done stuff in your life. Somebody prayed for you. You read a scripture, whatever. You you were worshiping God. You had a time in the spirit. God spoke something to you and it was a moment. And you know you'll never be the same. So transformation is maturity. Transition is is a movement. and, and, And there's godly transition and ungodly transition. But chronos transition is the next sequence. It's like you're moving to the next sequence. You're moving to the next succession. You're moving to the next season. And some of you are happening, you're, you're going through chronos um, transition, where it's a chronological, you're stepping into a next season. Now, why is that important? Because you cannot dress in summertime when it's wintertime. And you have to know the season you're in. Because if not, you'll misconclude what's happening. You'll misunderstand what's happening. You'll misinterpret what's happening. You're thinking, God hates me. No, it's just, a, it's just winter time in your chronos. And it's not cold because, because God doesn't love you anymore. It's just that season. So we're not stuck in seasons because we have chaos. So we have the joy of the Lord no matter what season we're in. So this chronos is, is this chronos transition is next season, but the Kairos transition is next level. Kairos transition is we're moving on up. <laughs> Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all are gonna go Google George Jefferson. He wasn't one of the founding fathers, but <laughs> He was in a deluxe apartment in the sky. <laughs> Him and Wheezy. But it's, it's moving through obedience and walking in relationship with God, moving to the next level. And the level is not the important thing. The relationship is the important thing. And it's walking up to, to the next level. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there is a chron- or, or a chaos transition coming your way. I'm telling you. For this church, I believe for the city, we've been lied to and distracted, and we've I have bit into the distractions hook, line, and sinker. And all the enemy does is to do stuff around us to distract us and to lead us astray so we miss the moment. We can't hear his voice because all the other voices. We can't see his face because all the other stuff. We don't know how to be still and hear the still small voice of God. That's the greatest quality you could ever have in your life. Too busy saying something 
in order to hear something. Too busy trying to change something instead of watching God transform something. What needs to change in your life? Boy, that's a great question. What needs to change in your life? Because everything you should change, you could change. And a chaos moment brings you to the next level. You won't be in Egypt anymore. You won't be in the wilderness anymore. But you got to be ready. Mm. So what I want to share with you is something Rick shared with me, and I can see his face right now. Mm. Rick had that restaurant ministry. Bring you to a restaurant. That's where he felt the presence of God. And what's, what's tough right now, see, it's all about relationship. Rick gave me principles, but what was greater than the principles is relationship. I love the principles. I cherish the principles. I try to use the principles. But what I value is the relationship in which the principles came through. And the Lord will do great things in your life. But what's greater than anything he does through your life is the relationship. So as I read this, I'm sitting here seeing just Rick telling me, talking to me and giving to me this, giving this to me in a time of one of my K. Ross transitions where I needed this. And maybe you do too. Four hurdles to K. Ross transitions. These are four obstacles, four hurdles that you're going to have to deal with if you're going to maximize a Kairos kingdom transition in the middle of your Kronos transitions. You're going to have to deal with this. The first one is people. Incomplete relationships. You thought you were going to stay longer. You thought they were going to stay longer. My life is full of different times were people that I thought I was going to stay a whole lot longer with. Now, I'm not talking about your marriage. Don't be like, God gave me a K-Ross. I'm supposed to go. That's the devil. Kingdom, brother-sister relationships. There's people in business with you that they won't be able to go to the next level with you. And it's hard to lead them because you remember the previous level. You remember what it was like for them walking with you when you were way down here. And they came up to this level with you. They came up to this level with you. And they even came to this level with you. But there's some people that can't go all the way. There's some people that when God is calling you, He's calling you to follow Him, which means... There's incomplete relationships. I thought I would go further. I thought you would be a part of this. I wanted you to be a part of this. But I guess you're not going to be a part of this. And it's hard to follow Him when they don't come to. Now some people, it's like, I'm glad you ain't going. But there's some people, I'm not sure if I want to go. 
I'm not sure if I want to go. And you need to listen to me really clear. I'm just being, I'm just, I'm probably, uh, I have no plans of ever leaving this church. No plans of ever leaving this church. I want to pastor this church till the day I go to be with Jesus. That's what I believe my assignment is. But I promise you one thing. If I ever sense the Lord saying, follow me, I will weep. Some of y'all would rejoice and throw a party, but I would weep. I would weep over saying, I've got to go. But I'm telling you right now, I'd go. And if it's the Lord, you better be weeping too, but say go. Because that means God's bringing somebody for their Kairos moment. All you have to do to be out of the will of God is stay in the place he has you too long. And so when it comes to people and and having incomplete relationships, what you need to do is put Jesus first and he will complete incomplete relationships. So you can look at the verse, uh, Luke 14, 26. It's It's a very simple verse, but I want you to see this, Luke 14, 26. And I know I'm I'm running a little bit long. I'm I'm just going to finish this. Luke 14, 26. If anyone comes to me, so if anyone comes to me and does not hate, now that's a, that's a, freaks people out, and does not hate his father, mother, wife, children, brothers, and sisters, yes, even his own life. He cannot be my disciple. That word hate in Greek simply means to love love more than. So what he's saying is anyone who loves any of this list of people, Jesus is saying, if you love any of this list of people more than me. That's all he's saying. He's not giving you, this is not biblical evidence for your teenagers. Say, see, I do hate you and it's biblical. This means, this means that the heart of a disciple is Jesus, I love you more, more than, than any one of these relationships. I love you more. And Jesus said, if you don't love me more than these, you cannot be my disciple. One of the greatest idols the American people have is their families. I'm not saying you should hate your family. You should honor your father and mother that it may go well with you. And you should honor your family even when you disagree with them. But you got to put him first. You know, you got to kind of know. Rick used to tell me this. Rick used to tell me this all the time. He said, there's three kind of people you have to know. Three kind of people you have to know. You got to know the people who cause you trouble. Because you know what they're going to do? Cause you more trouble. You got to note them. You got to note the people who leave you in times of trouble. Because you know what they're going to do? Leave you in times of trouble. And you have to note the people who stay with you in times of trouble. Because you know what they're going to do? They're going to stay with you in times of trouble. 
And so when, you're, when God's calling you in a transition that has a chaos thing or we're going to the next level and God is leading us and we're following him, it's not that we're trying to make something happen. We're trying to force something to happen. We're trying to go to the next level because, Jesus, I'm ready to go to the next level. No, 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 we're not talking about that. We're not talking about you doing anything. We're talking about the Lord inviting you to the next level. And when he does, sometimes the people problem's there and he will complete incomplete relationships. I know you don't understand but I have to follow him. I love you and I want to honor you and I want to exit with honor. I want to exit with honor, but I've got to follow him. And you trust God for the people who don't understand the transition in your life. You have to trust God to incomplete, I mean to complete the incomplete relationships. The second thing is possessions. And this is leaving stuff behind. And you can look up that verse later. The verse simply says, there is no one. Because Peter said to Jesus, we left all to follow you. And Jesus said, there's no one who hasn't left house, mother, father, all possessions, and even themselves, who will not in the same life um, receive double. Or I don't know if it says double specifically, but it says receive, receive more of that, whatever they left. So if you have possessions, oh, well, I can't, I can't go, I can't go to this next season. I can't go to this next level because what about these things? I worked really hard for this. And this took us a long time to get this. Don't let possessions have you. It's totally okay for you to have possessions. Don't let them have you. You may have a people problem or a possession problem. Either one can be a leash and a chain to keep you from going to the next level. See, what you have to trust is, Lord, I thank you for what you brought me here, and I believe you're going to do even greater when I come here. Like Chris Taylor. Is Chris Taylor, Taylor here? Chris, I hope you're watching online. He's probably at work, but I hope he's watching. This is as sincere as I can be. He sold his boat to get out of debt years ago. And, and I've been fishing with Chris. You want to go fishing with Chris. He's a good fisherman. Talks a lot, but he's a good fisherman. Sold his boat. And I'm telling you, and I, I walked through that with him, helping him be wise and helping him do all that. Sold his boat to get out of debt. And, and I believe in Jesus' name, God is going to bring Chris Taylor a new boat. And that Chris Taylor is going to take his pastor <laughs> on that boat. And then passions. Well, first of all, the way to, to solve that is give everything to Jesus. The third one is passions. That means your affections, your emotions. I don't, it means I, I'm, so, I'm passionate about these people, about this place, about this thing, about whatever. I have certain passions about here. I'm not ready to go. It's not, it's not in the sense, are you ready to go? Are you willing to go to the next level? Some, of, some people, have you ever met people that are comfortable in their sin? And they make excuses to stay in their sin. I know people who make excuses to stay in their addictions. They make excuses to stay in a lower level. And if you try to challenge them and say, listen, God's got more for you. God's using you to bring a chaos moment into their life to say, listen, you don't have to be a slave to that anymore. God can free you and God, he did it to me and he can do it to you. God will use you as a chaos ambassador to bring them to another level and they'll be mad at you and offended that you don't sympathize with them in their struggle and in their victimhood 
at the level they learn to live with instead of following Jesus. So you got to make sure passions, you got you to be willing to let you, not let your affections and emotions get in the way. And, and, and John um, uh, verse, uh, chapter 21, verse 15, Jesus, when he was restoring Peter, said to Peter, after Peter denied him three times, Jesus said to Peter, do you love me more than these? He was about to invite him into a chaos moment to bring him to, to help him to, to release Peter as a, a shepherd of sheep. To be the one who would preach on the day of Pentecost. And the question that started the invitation, the question that started the invitation was, do you love me more than all these? And the last one is past, your past memories. Good or bad, good or bad, successes or failures, doesn't matter, your past memories. Paul said, the one thing I do is forgetting that which is behind and pressing on to that which is ahead for Christ Jesus, basically the things of God is what he's talking about. So you have to know how to put your past in the past. See, here's what happens in a time of transition. Rick would tell this all the time. Here's what would happen in a time of transition. A time of transition is a weird time. It begins with an ending and ends with a beginning. And everything in between is upside down. And you got to hear the Spirit of the Lord. And these four things you got to work out. If you got people problems, you gotta, you got to deal with them the right way. If you got possession problems, you got to deal with them the right way. If you have passion problems, you got to deal with them the right way. And if you have problems from your past, you have to deal with them the right way. And I'm telling you right now, there are people in your family, there are people in your life, there are people that you work with that do not want to see you go to the next level. They are comfortable with you where you're at. And they will fight you and hinder you from going going to the next level. You have to love them and honor them and say, you can stay if you want to. I hear the call. I've got to go. Maybe he's not calling you. He's calling me. And I want to be obedient and I want to be responsible because irresponsibility on one level will not produce responsibility on the next. And some of you, I feel like if you're, if some of these moments, I'm telling you, and worship team, come on up. Just give me hope of finishing. Some of you, I'm, I'm telling you, if you have ears to hear, you're going to go up two levels. Because you failed time and time again. You didn't pass the test time and time again. And there's multiple levels that in this moment, there'll be acceleration. And in this moment, if you walk in obedience and follow the Lord and walk through these things, there'll be a chaos moment that brings you two levels up. I genuinely believe that. I think there's going to be transitions and things happening, like batons being handed to different people. I think there's going to be transitions and doors open and opportunities coming. Batons of business and ministry and things being handed. I think there's going to be, I really do believe this, and, and I know I'm going to cry about this afterwards. I think there's going to be people that are about to transition to heaven. And it's like the next level needs to be ready. Now, if I'm not here next week, that'll freak y'all out. Oh, I won't be here next week. <laughs> yeah. Woo! I don't like talking about all that stuff. But I'm telling you, 
We all, even when that, even, even when that happens, because we're all gonna, we're all gonna go be with the Lord. When that happens, it's a transition into chaos. Absent from the body. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I don't want the worship, I mean, the um, prayer team to go ahead and come on up, and I just want to pray into this. I know I've been long. We're just going to worship the Lord for a few minutes. And I want you to just, if there's repentance in your life, listen, if there's repentance in your life, you need to repent. If you need to surrender your life to Jesus and stop running, you need to do that. If you need to humble yourself and stop playing games and take responsibility, you need to come. Come to an altar. Come receive prayer. Position your heart for a Kairos moment. Transitions and transformation. If you need prayer for anything whatsoever, as we worship, you come receive prayer. Father, in Jesus' name, by your Spirit, we just say yes and amen to the God-given transitions and transformations. We trust you when we don't understand you. We want to please you more than pleasing ourselves or even pleasing other people. And even though there may be fear, Father, we ask for your courage to not miss the time of our visitation, to go to the next level through obedience. Holy Spirit, we just ask you to move and speak and help us respond properly. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord. Thanks again for listening to the Faith Center podcast. To connect with us, go to faithcenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.